Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome back to CT of Renal Masses. And we spoke last time about the importance of non-contrast CT, how in many ways you can triage patients based on the evaluation with a 20 to 70 Hounsfield unit range being the zone that is really of concern. Then we said, okay, you've gone from a non-contrast, you have a patient who you're worrying about something, and you go to contrast, well, at the end of the day, your accuracy of CT is going to be dependent on what phase or phases you use. And again, we also make the point that we don't want to scan everybody in four phases, though ideally that would give us the most accuracy. It's this balance between accuracy and minimizing dose. Now, I think one thing is very important to recognize is that each phase has advantages and potentially some disadvantages. It's also important to recognize that each phase, the kidney will look different and you get different bits of information. So it's really important to understand what the phases can provide and why you should get certain phases certain times. And we're going to discuss that. So one of my favorite phases, the early phase, a cortical medullary phase, some people call it arterial phase, roughly around 30 seconds after injection, it's a time when the cortex is maximally enhanced, about 147 to 150, and the medulla enhancement is relatively low in the 50s. And so there's about 100 spread between the cortex and medulla. It's an early phase, and so it's the phase that's great for looking at anything that involves arterial structures. Great for preoperative planning for partial nephron sparing surgery, or looking at potential renal donors, or looking at tumor vascularity, or changes in perfusion or even detection of tumor. There's some tumors that will only show in that early phase or best show in that early phase. We know that if you're doing 3D imaging, those early phase images are great for volume rendering and MIP. You can create very nice 3D maps. And we also know that because we can look at the vascularity, we can see AV shunting in this patient's left renal cell carcinoma, lower pole, but it's not simply saying this patient has a mass from this information. The fact that we can look at the AV shunting and the vascularity means that I could look at this and say not only is this a renal cell carcinoma, but with a greater than 95% accuracy, it's a clear cell renal cell carcinoma. We know this one is a clear cell as well, and it's involving the renal vein and going up into the IVC and into the right atrium, because in the early phase imaging, you see the neovascularity, even if it's in venous structures like the IVC. So we know this is not bland thrombus, but this is tumor thrombus going into the renal vein and up the IVC. Now, I mentioned about vascularity of tumors and the importance of differentiating clear cell uh, from uh, papillary. It affects both the treatment and the outcome. And there have been several articles. Uh, this article by Rupert Meyer, way back when, spoke about how clear cells were typically around 152 attenuation. Papillaries were around 60. That's a spread of about 90. So the clear cells were the vascular lesions. Same article. Uh, cortical medullary phase attenuation values of clear cell were much higher than papillary. Accuracy of 95.7%. Sensitivity, 98.3%. And what they basically did is to make things a bit easier, they said 100 was the magic number. Under 100 papillary, over 100 clear cell. And you can see the accuracy of that. Another article, very similar results, Zhang made the point 
90% of clear cells were hypervascular. Demonstrate heterogeneous enhancement pattern. Zhang, 75% of papillaries are hypovascular. And 90% of all papillaries demonstrate homogeneous or peripheral enhancement pattern. So again, you could see the vascularity, that early phase, can really help us distinguish what type of tumor we're dealing with. And that's so important. Uh, Salk even goes further, that by looking at clear cell, for example, the genetic makeup affects their imaging characteristics, particularly as you look at the vascularity. Imaging features at multi-phase CT correlate with the cytogenetic characteristics of renal cell, and this could affect patient prognosis and predict outcome, particularly to the newer therapies. So for example, they found that renal cells with the loss of the Y chromosome enhance more than those without the anomaly in male patients, or that uh, trisomy 7 enhanced less than those with disomy 7 during the cortical medullary phase, or that um, clear cells with a trisomy 7 enhanced more than those with a disomy 5. The point is that you can see that what we're doing with CT is perhaps not using all of the information we can use. There's so much information in the data sets that because we know it's there, the question is how to learn how to use it and how to get that information out of the data set. Article by Chandra, ability to discriminate clear cell from papillary with analysis of histograms would affect management. And they were able to look at histogram analysis and be able to separate tumors based on some mathematical formulas. There's articles written talking about texture analysis, reflecting important factors that allow you to have this as a, an important prognostic indicator. Uh, at Hopkins, we've done similar work looking at um, different tumors and trying to see how accurate you are based on the heterogeneity of the tumor. And our results with the random forest technique were incredible. Oncocytomas, 89%. Clear cells, 91%. Cysts, 100%. Uh, papillaries, 100%. So you can see that it's not just saying there's a mass or it's vascular, but you can translate that into information that's going to be critical for patient management. And you could imagine uh, how this information can change how we practice in the near future. Now, I mentioned about clear cells and papillary. So what about papillary? Small, low-grade lesions can be multifocal with a better prognosis. And these are really ideal for nephron-sparing surgery. Uh, they're typically hypovascular, attenuation under 90. You can see nicely here that uh, this lesion, uh, easy to miss on non-contrast, in fact, often easy to miss on arterial, but on later phase, there's the lesion right kidney. And again, look at the non-contrast. There's no way you have seen it. Or this case, look at the patient's um, mass lower pole. Very easy to miss that mass. Often these papillaries are small, they're well-defined, they're homogeneous, and at times people just rush through them and assume it's a simple cyst. But if you measure, it's not a simple cyst but something that you need to be aware of. And here's just a set of images looking at the three phases from non-contrast to arterial to delayed. And you can see non-contrast, you can't see it at all. The best phase is the later phase, and you can see it very nicely. But that intermediate phase also shows the lesion, but this showed you the vascularity. 
So it's again a matter of picking things out and figuring out what works best. Now there are other lesions, chromophobe tumors are uncommon, but we can sometimes recognize them. The metastases are rare, these, these lesions, more common in men age 60, so it's not a whole lot different from the routine renal cell carcinomas. They're found to have a wider variability in terms of appearance, including a central scar and homogeneity. There is some overlap. They're larger tumors over 5 cm. In this article we wrote, we talked about the size. We talked about washout value. Uh, we talked about the fact that they're typically homogeneous and often can be overlooked. Uh, we talk about the fact that they're often uh, just assumed, perhaps, to be a high-density renal cyst when it really are not. So it's, it's an uncommon tumor, but a very important tumor. And here's some examples. Well-defined solid mass rise kidney. With contrast, early phase imaging enhances a bit, not a whole lot. Not like a typical clear cell or even a papillary. Look how well-defined it is. Areas of necrosis. That was a chromophobe, which was resected. And here it is on the 3D imaging, very nicely shown. Another case, look at this one, posterior right kidney. There's the mass. You can see uh, some of the density measurements. When you give IV contrast, you can see it enhances from 26 non-contrast to 72. It's not very vascular, but it's more vascular than the uh, non-contrast scan, of course. And you can see it here. Nice exophytic lesion, very nicely shown. That ended up being a chromophobe. So again, there can be some overlap between tumors, and sometimes you're not certain, but I think most of the time you could do a very good job separating various tumors. Now, I spoke about the importance of the early phase. What about the uh, parenchymal phase? Usually 60 to 70 seconds out, though it can be as high as 90. You can see in this case, um, looking at the importance of getting good opacification of the vascular map, and also particularly when you're looking at venous structures. Uh, one of the key things about looking at the veins is early phase imaging doesn't work. You really need to be about, um, you know, 70 to 90 seconds out there. I think one challenge sometimes is you're too early and you either overread or underread the study. We've done some work looking at the accuracy of CT for venous involvement. This article by Guzzo made the point that with 3D imaging, we were basically 100% accurate for looking at venous involvement. Uh, patients with renal cell and who multi-detector fails to detect tumor thrombus are unlikely to have thrombus found at surgery or through any approach. So examples here, nice example of a large mass right kidney. You can see the tumor is growing up the renal vein into the IVC. Very nice example, and there's the mass in the left kidney. You also can see in this case, as you get lower, the tumor extends into, not surprisingly, the IVC intrahepatic. Um, and you can see those nice filling defects uh, within there. This is a clear cell renal cell carcinoma by, based on the vascularity. But again, very nice example showing you the vascular involvement. Or this case, large right renal mass. Look how big the renal vein is in the hilum of the kidney. And there's the IVC, which is distended. There's a filling defect, and you can see that's extending into the patient's atrium. Um, you look a little bit harder. You kind of come up with how, to, how not to miss a renal mass uh, as one of the things. And this one 
we didn't miss anything, but you can see some of the challenges and also determining extent. One of the nice things about um, acquiring the data at about 70 seconds, there's no artifact, and so it's easy to define specifically where in the IVC the transition is, whether the transition's in the atrium. Now, we've written a lot about medical error, and renal cell is something we're very interested in. Big errors, wrong phase of acquisition, poor display techniques, only axles, not coronals or 3D, and poor post-processing techniques. We do need to make the disclaimer that sometimes it's just hard to see things. You see the lesion in this kidney? Well, I didn't say which kidney, right? But the right looks good. Look at the left kidney. I'm not impressed. But look at the circle. Is that real or not? Well, you look hard, you can kind of make something out, but I'm not sure. And you go to coronal, which usually helps me, but I don't see anything. I go to 3D, which helps me. I almost see nothing. I don't know what it is. But look at the delayed phase. There's a very obvious mass. It washes out. This is a renal cell carcinoma. Classic appearance. Or here, another example. Look at the lower pole of the left kidney. Looks like... Um, is that a mass, or is it some sort of uh, papillary process, or just a pseudo-lesion? But there it is. When you go from the early to the late, the lesion's very well seen. That was a small transitional cell carcinoma. We talk about phases and timing. Um, I do want to make the point that although I really like early phase imaging, there are times it can be problematic. If you have early phase imaging and... Uh, the tumor is mildly vascular and it doesn't distort the border, you can have a case like this where I don't see the mass with, except with a vivid imagination and the math is very, very obvious on excretory phase. So one of my rules is that if I only had two phases, I would do early phase and delayed phase. I think when you have those, you basically detect all the lesions and you classify all the lesions. Now I also mentioned about error Display formats used, yes, we're looking at axial multiplanar, but you need to do 3D rendering. Here's a nice example. This kidney was read as normal on the right, but that upper pole was read as normal upper pole. It's really the upper pole tumor from a renal cell carcinoma. So you can see it's problematic unless you're looking beyond the axial plane to know when to do it or not. And the best thing is to do it on all cases, look always at the coronals, look always at the sagittals, okay? Very, very important. Okay, what else can we talk about? Question, are delayed phase images always necessary in a 50-year-old, for example, with hematuria? Is it mandatory or is it not mandatory, okay? I'm gonna tell you it's mandatory. And when we come back, you're gonna explain to me why it's mandatory, okay? Have a great time.